sure if we're live. I got a spinning circle up there, but <laughs> now it looks like we're live. Welcome to the Put in the Book Show, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Looks like it's live. We got uh, oh Rodriguez God. over here. We got Laris over here. And that's okay. all we got this week. Rodriguez and myself <laughs> it, are holding it down, right, Rodriguez? I, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be a little squeeze this week, man. Just me and you, big guy. We're gonna yeah, have to we hold got up this, the bro. whole fort, you know. Um we, we got this. Producer Jill's out hunting for squirrels. He usually does that on, on Wednesdays and Thursdays, you know, so uh he's out there. Farachi's taking a uh, well-deserved uh, day off, you know, to uh, meditate and contemplate his uh, Mets uh, uh, fervor. So uh, he'll be take fine. Some, take care of some family business take and worry some, about the, the Mets uh, strategy. And, yeah, yeah. You know, he'll probably be calling Louie later on and talking to Steve Cohen. That's what Farachi does. It's, he can't stop himself. He does so, the higher uh, thinking for the show. Rodriguez and I are just the muscle. He's the brains. Sometimes, right? Well, let's let's. Good Lord, man, you, you're really reaching. Okay, trying, trying to be nice, nice, you know. Doing a nice introduction. The guy's not the show. Man. Let's not bash him too he's much. Not on this show. Let's bash him as much as we can because he's not here. It's even better. Yep. Uh, however, um, we love you, Farachi. Uh, we like you. We don't. Uh, we like you a lot. You're a good guy. Take a day off. Uh, producer Joe, be good. Don't kill any uh, squirrels that I wouldn't kill. The more so, brains, the less hair. The more, <laughs> the more brains, the less hair. Well, that's pretty. Dang. It's up for debate. Okay, but you know. so well then, I guess I'm gonna be going bald soon, so I can get smarter and do better with the when I place my bet, bets bets on the Mets. Oops, let's say uh, I don't. You're bald already. So this is the Mets show. Let's talk about the Mets. Let's enjoy the Mets, but first. Let's have a nice cup of coffee before we watch the Mets. Maybe with a little bit of with a little biscuit, a little a little bread with a little bit of white butter. You know, Puerto Rican bread, nice warm white butter, a little snack, a little guava and cheese. And uh, I know that Keith Laris for sure knows where to get this coffee. You, you know what's funny? Uh, Puerto Rican roots. Puerto Rican roots. Nice cup of coffee. Mm. A little bit of those uh, town crackers with a little butter in the morning. Mantequilla. Um, Mantequilla, but there's no better coffee to have that with than BrooklynWaterCoffeeRoasters.com. From their roastery to your front door, only the finest mm. beans are hand-selected. And when I say hand-selected, I mean Chris from Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters. He gets down on his hands and knees and don't get fresh about it. It's to get close and pick those fine beans you out like it. for you and your pleasure. Uh, and there's, there's, what there's happened a, there? Did you like get, get involved? Were you like thinking of what was going on? It was. Were I got really doing too, a little, little novela. You doing a little a, Mexican novela in your head? A, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I could but, tell. Uh, they they have some delicious flavors out there. Check them out at www.brooklynwatercoffers.com. Uh, again, and I I say it a lot because it's just it's so good. They really they it's Yum from stuff. their grocery to your front door. It's not like that mm -hmm. coffee you buy in a grocery store that was roasted a month ago, two months ago, three months ago. No. Yuck. They guarantee, right, yuck. Yeah. They guarantee sh to ship their coffee within 24 hours of its roast date to your door. So within a couple of days of that coffee being roasted, it can be in your Keurig coffee pot, whatever, however you make your coffee, fresh, delicious. And they have some delicious flavors out there, such as dark roast, dark chocolate. I mention mm -hmm. dark roast, dark chocolate every week just because who doesn't like chocolate? I mean, seriously. You get some dark roasted coffee with some dark Scrooge. chocolate flavor. You don't even need to add anything to it. You can just drink it black, delicious. And it's mm -hmm. probably the only issue is you got to 
take it easy with how much you drink, right, Rodriguez? How many calories in that dark roast dark chocolate? I believe they have settled. Boom! You can have three cups. You can be running into walls three and not worry zero. about And you'll be burning negative calories because it costs you zero calories to drink that. Dark roast dark chocolate. Also, my favorite. Sure. Morning wood. Uh, just you know, Farachi's not here, but it doesn't mean that I don't have morning wood when I think of him in the morning. And if you don't oh have morning God. wood, buy a bag of morning <laughs> wood coffee. It is a del morning wood. Really, is a delicious, oh. delicious coffee. Uh, then there is the uh, winter wonderland. I'm not sure if that's still out there, <laughs> but it was one of my favorites. Cinnabuzz, <laughs> another one of my favorite coffees. That's a favorite. Uh, all, all of their coffees are. Zero mm -hmm. calories. How many? Zero, zero. Boom. Check them out now. Um, from their roastery to your front door. Uh, and again, only the finest beans are hand selected for your delicate pleasure. Don't get creepy. com. <laughs> and if you act now, check out the mm. ticker. Boom. Put in the code POPCULTUREPROS, and you'll get your third bag free. So don't two. be cheap. Buy two. Get third free. Don't you be can, cheap, man. You can store it. On Amazon, they have these little vacuum seal containers for coffee. You put them in the freezer. Put it in the freezer. You're Fantastic. good. And it is still as delicious exactly. as the day you bought it. Uh, and there's a ton of flavors the out there. Not just born. the flavors I'm not just the flavor, but it, but it, but it, that's all, folks. <laughs> Not just the flavors I mentioned. I mentioned. I'm, 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 wow, I'm having a hard wow, time with this commercial wow. this week. Not just the flavors I mentioned on the show. There are a ton of flavors. That's what it is. I have to think before I speak. There are a ton that of flavors helps. on that show, on that show, on that site uh, that you can try. And if you're a little skeptical <laughs> and you're not sure you like the flavor, <laughs> your third bag's free. You're not hurting your pocket. Oh, Check it out fantastic. now, com. From their roaster to your front door, only the finest beans are selected. And the guarantee is within 24 hours of its roast date, it will be in the mail to you. Check them out now. Check it out. Some fantastic, wonderful coffee. You can enjoy it with zero calories. Mr. Lyra's knows what he's talking about. So listen, people. I'm just going to go back recent history here. I'm not going to make myself miserable. I'm not going to make myself unhappy. This is our show, Laris. It's yours and I's show. We're going to talk about good stuff, right? The last six games, the Mets are winners four out of six. Okay. They took two out of three from, <laughs> dare I say, the skanks, which is always wonderful, no matter how good or bad. Laris, Laris, give me, give me a two, couple of seconds on your skank love. How good is it to take two out of three from the skanks? Yeah, and first, uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that, but I want to apologize real quick for my distraction on the commercial. It was Frank Terzio's wife. She was getting involved in my head, and I wasn't able to speak clearly. Terzio. But really beating the Yanks. Terzio. Terzio, we love you, bro. Uh, hey, and cousin Max. Want to say what's up, bro? Hey, Maxie. And if, if we don't give you a shout-out and we don't put your, your uh, post up, don't get upset. It's just because we got a lot coming in, but uh, yeah, the, two of us this week. You're right, Joe is out killing. He, he's our guru, so we're trying we're our best. Um, so um, yeah, we we truly beating the skanks. Uh, beat the, about how much we truly um, Love it. beat a good team because the skanks are having a lot of their troubles. They're not they're not hitting. A lot of the big stars are collapsing. The bullpen's not great. Uh, but let's remember the Skanks are in a really tough division, 
and they're still a 500 ball club. Can you say that, Rodriguez? What? They're a 500 ball club? Let me hear you say that. Are they? Yes, they are. Well, they're close to it. They're hovering around there. Uh, But regardless, they're a good team, and we took two out of three. So that's nothing to, uh, you know. And they are the skanks. Right. So it, it was a good series. Uh, I still think you could say. Still think we should have swept, but you know. Uh dude, listen. If we grab two out of if we're taking every series, every next ten series, we're we're a championship team. It proves a lot to me. And the fact that we took two out of three from the skanks, like you're saying, a good team, because no matter what, they are the skanks. They're they're forty something game winners, I believe, right? I think yep. the skankies are. So they're they're in, and they're in the tough division. They're a tough team. No matter how bad they do, it's because they have to win a championship every year. So that's that's their goal. That's their they if they do less than that, then they're a terrible team. We don't have that pressure. <laughs> they yeah, and, do, and right? You see in our group chat, there's one individual between the four of us on this show, won't mention his name, <coughs> Joe, who uh, is not always happy with two out of three. I'll take two out of three all day long. If we win two out of three from every oh, series man. for the whole entire year, we're champions. We're Think the, best, we're the so, best team in the league, period. Two yep. out of three, it's at 675 or six something, 40 percentage, whatever it is. I forget. Um, it's a pretty good percentage. So it's 630, 666? I don't know, whatever it is. Um, but we've done very well. The Padres are really good. I mean, the um, the Brewers, I'm sorry, the Brewers. We just played the Brewers. The Brewers are a really, really good team, man. Uh, their pitching staff is like fifth in the team. Yep. You know, they're a 50 win team. They're very, they're a solid, you know, playoff team. We took two out of three. You know what? You know what's funny, Rodriguez, watching them this week? Because the way the league is designed right now, you you play a whole bunch of interleague games uh, and you play less games amongst the other divisions within your league, which to me sometimes bothers me a little bit, uh, but it is what it is. But I haven't really had a chance to see the Brewers play. They are very similar to us. Um, they're they're clicking on all cylinders a little better than us right now, as, especially um, offensively. But um, they're they're they got three top starters. They have a solid bullpen. Uh, their close is better than ours. But um, there's a lot of similarities to how we're built and playing to how they're built and playing right now. And it was a really interesting matchup this week. What do you think about that? I I do think they're sort of a similar team to us in some respect now where um, they have a good um, pitching staff, okay? I think they're fifth in the league with like a 3.2 or something ERA, sort of in that range. They they have a very good pitching staff, starting and relieving, okay? Their closer, like you said, is better technically than ours. But you know what? I'm not going to admit to that publicly ever again so forgive me forgive me diaz i'm sorry um but <laughs> honestly it's it's the truth the, the, the offense is pretty good you know but our offense technically if our offense is running okay as they should be running we're better than them we're a better offensive team we're we're a seven run a game team especially I, yeah, I with, with that offense can I, can I just point out that frank was wrong i actually do have city field behind me I didn't change it midstream. Don't go back um, and rewind. Oh, Frank Terzio, what, what's your wife doing to you? Don't worry about the background <laughs> increase in, in, uh, that Keith has. It's not that important. So <laughs> what do you think, speaking of offense, uh, and just randomly, 
uh, randomly. Randomly, because we didn't really discuss a lot of our direction of the show before, so we're just flowing with all of you guys. So we're Lindor, grooving, man, we're just grooving on a Sunday afternoon. <laughs> so what do you think of Lindor? Right. So they say he's a better second half player. He has been picking it up, but if you watch him month by month, it's he's been gradually getting better and better. Um, do you think he's going to have a offensively monster second half? Or do you think he's going to uh, continue kind of the path he's on right now where he's um, average, above average type of offensive player? Well, if, if, if you're looking at Lindor, you have to look at the whole team because I think pretty much the whole team has been Lindor the whole season, really. Our, our, all our offensive stars, our offensive talent, they're, they're not shining. They're not all-stars. Who's, who's an all-star on our team? One guy's an all-star. The pitcher, right? Starting pitcher. Every offensive player on the squad that we thought were definite all stars are not. They're, so they're pretty much, to me, in the same boat as Lindor. You got a whole second half to prove yourself. Which, which, by the way, is what we we're we're going to talk about in a couple of seconds. Because I want your opinion on the lineup that we actually have right now, um, and that we're going to have after the All Star break. Because you know, um, the pitches that we have, we'll, we'll talk about it real quick, you know, but you, you can give your input on all of them because i like to know if you and I are thinking in the same wavelength because I know Farachi's going to disagree with probably 90% of what we say, right? Uh, I mean, think about it. You know what's funny? I don't think he disagrees. He just f- always finds the opposite point to poke the beehive. To, to, poke the beehive, to poke the bear, huh? To poke the yeah, bear. That's he why does. he is the host of the show because he knows how to... Piss us off and get us. He knows how to. He knows how to do the jazz. Well, that's definitely. I just have to look at him, and when he says, you know, uh, if he says something millennial, like, uh, "Oh my God, they deserve more money," anything like that. Well, it's (laughs) kind of like driving down the street, and then all of a sudden, somebody shines like a, a, a you know, reflection off a mirror in your eyes and you're blinded it's his it's his head so once the light shines off of his head and into your eyes you 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 get kind of confused and then he takes advantage of that yeah it stuns you he can actually molest you if he if he's big enough (laughs) he could probably in the time that you get your gallons if he's you know you never know yeah it's been a while yeah however i heard he's been i heard i heard he's been working out and uh Trying well, to improve listen, that part of his game. I, that that's you and your morning wood coffee and all your little things. But let's talk so, about I mean, no. get getting the Mets offense up and running, as you okay. like to say. You know what would it take? Would it take some Brooklyn Brooklyn Water Coffee Company? I mean, you know, you got this is this is your lineup. This is your lineup right now. Yeah, I think Nimmer. I think a little Sterling's Paradise Breakfast mixed in with uh, Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasters, and we'll get into Sterling's later. I was just kind of. <laughs> Plugging on a little quick, but uh, I, I think you know. And it's, not, it, you don't it's, know what you're talking about, right? <laughs> I do. You a little good Sterling's breakfast Sterling. from Sterling's Paradise, and a little good uh, Brooklyn Water Coffee Roasted Coffee. It gets you going in the morning. But uh, I think you know it's it's something that you have mentioned several times in the past, uh, and I, I agree with you 100. percent And that is really kind of starting at the top of the lineup, and you. <laughs> You you had mentioned you know hey, um, oh my god you know let's let's talk about maybe moving Lindor to the leadoff spot and it's something that I agreed with you on because I think it'll t- <laughs> can I continue thanks I think it's uh, <laughs> I'm not stopping you I'm not stopping you your laughter you. makes me laugh 
Uh, I oh. think it's because Lindor, if he was in the leadoff spot prior to Nimmo coming back, of course, he would change his. Did I just can't hear you? <laughs> I can't hear you. Can't Wow, I've been on mute the whole time. Oh my god, I've been on mute the whole time. Oh my god, people, and and he's he's pretty sober. Honestly, I am. So let me let me take a step back. I apologize, everybody. I hope you got what? a laugh out of that because what were you later, doing? My wife just knocked on the door and said, "I'm listening to the show and I can't hear you." Honey. So <laughs> now that's funny. So uh, let's let's take a quick step back, right? Um, the biggest thing getting, getting, getting the offense going is really you need a table setter, and that's something that Rodriguez has okay. mentioned from way back, right? He was saying that. I, no wonder why you were laughing. <laughs> he was saying, you know, we need Lindor oh to have a lineup pre-Nimmo coming back, which makes a ton of sense because mm -hmm. Lindor is such an intelligent baseball player. If you put him at the top of the lineup, he'll change his whole approach to every at-bat, and he can do it. Um, he's better lower. I don't like him second. I like well, him here, more well, third, here's, here's, to be well, honest. But Speaking of Lindor, let me interrupt you. And I want to ask you this real quick. Mm -hmm. Speaking of Lindor. Sure. He's a he's a baseball player. He's he has a good baseball mind. So Nemo gets on with a double. Okay, they're having pro problems scoring runs against the pitcher, and this is an actual situation that just happened. Lindor comes up, bunts Nemo over to third, so that the next guy can drive him in with a fly ball or a hit. Yeah, Wandy, thank you. We do appreciate that. Okay. Well, let me go on mute before, and answer that for you. Before. Here we go again. I'm just joking. Go ahead. Okay. So, so do you think that's a good thing for Lindor to do as a baseball player? Or do you think that because he makes $350, $40 million a year that he should be hitting with a man on second and trying to drive him home instead of well, leaving it to the next guy to do it? I'm just going to pop this quote up from Frank real quick because it kind of fits into your question and my answer. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I do, right? So for, for me personally, I don't care if he makes $400 million a year. If he's doing what he needs to do and in the National League, Frank, you know that, and everybody out there who's a Met fan knows that, until we have the DH, it's really about the small ball. And if there's a man on first – and you have zero outs, even sometimes one out, depending who's behind you. If it's Alonzo and, and somebody who's hot, like a Dom Smith. He's um, not bunting if Nito I, is hitting behind him. He's not bunting if exactly. Nito or, or Dom exactly. is hitting behind him. My Dominic point, exactly. Smith he's is not making hot. He's not making a poor decision. And for those of you out there who are getting upset that he's bunting because he makes $340 million a year, guess what? In the National League, every run counts. And in a offensively deprived team like the Mets, if you can get the runner out of first base onto second base, eliminate the double play situation and put them in scoring position with only one out after your bunt, 
you're doing and, a good thing, and, and I am okay with that. And, and there's that's the that. rub with an offensively challenged team like the Mets, right. because no one we can't say that we're consistently scoring four or five runs a game. If, okay? if we're super hot, Rodriguez, and everybody's hitting, then I'll be like, "What the freak are you doing, bro?" But you know, the truth yeah, well, of the then, matter is, you're moving him on team. to second. You're getting him out of a double play position, putting him in scoring position with two outs to go. And to me, that is an ideal situation for National League ball. When it's a DH even, comes in, it maybe it changes. Who knows? It, but It doesn't matter with the DH or whatever. It's depending on the, how the team scores. If your team still has a DH and they're only scoring three runs a game, you know, you're still not scoring that many runs a game with a DH. You should be scoring four or five runs a game with a DH. That's what I think because you're definitely taking out a pitcher slot twice. Pitches don't hit. So you've got two more opportunities to score runs. So you got to be scoring four or five runs a game when you have a DH. Yo, my mind just exploded. Did Farachi disagree with me? If not for the bunt, that's a one-run game and even more heart attack city. Exactly. I think he agreed. You, wait, did you agree? I, I like the bunt. I, I'm okay with the bunt. I okay. just said so I don't care what you're getting paid. Farachi this is baseball. When you're a challenge, uh, uh, offensively challenged team, Getting the runner over, taking him mm -hmm. out of a double play position, putting him in scoring position, to me, that is such a sacrifice. You don't care what your average says. Well, if it's a sacrifice, it's not going to affect your average. But anyway, you don't care about the, the, the glory of hitting a home run, a, a two-run double, or a, sing, or, or, or a run scoring double. You care about the team. And getting that runner over is super important. I mean, where where the is that ball mentality? You remember yeah. in the 80s, Rod, uh, Rodriguez, Pitching was not as, not quite as dominant as it is now, but pitching was the formidable part of the team or formidable part of the game, I should say. And there was tons of sacrifice bunts. Wally right. Backman. How many times did Wally Backman bunt with Lenny Dykstra on first or Mookie Wilson on first? How many times? I don't know the numbers, but I, if I, I remember correctly, it was often – when you can he play, did, yeah. you can play small ball, and you can hit try to hit home runs at the same time. Okay, you have your table setters, you have your big bopper guys, you have your RBI guys, you have guys that'll slap the ball and get on base. You, there's there's a mul there's a multitude of talent within a lineup, and that's what the Mets, when they're hot, they're realizing that themselves. Like every player tries to do what he can do, what he's good at, not what the other guy's good at. You know, you don't want Nemo trying to hit home runs. Nemo's a line drive hitter. You know, you want Alonzo to, to stay steady and try to hit home runs and drive the ball because he's a big bumper. That's what he does. You know, everyone has to stay within themselves. And, and, and I think they're slowly getting to that because, if it, like you're saying, Lindor's getting hot. Dominic Smith is hot. Alonzo's getting nice and hot. McNeil is starting to hit again. Okay? You, you got... You got uh, McCann, who's settling in as a as a major league starting catcher now. He looks like he's, uh, you know, flexing his muscles a little bit. He's gonna give us some offense from that position, and he's and he's uh, what what's his uh, what's his nickname? McCannon, and the guy plays right, great defense, arm, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, the guy calls a really good game, and he can throw people out. So you you have a really good team. Now, what happens to that? I forgot to mention Conforto. Good Lord. You know, uh, what happens now when J.D. Davis comes back? He's coming back by the All-Star break. Who does he replace? Does he replace it? Does he come right back into third, Keith? Or, does, or, or do you make 
or you make them wait a little bit? Uh, well, I don't know. VR is playing pretty hot with the glove at third. So what I do is I play both, and the hot hand, hot bat goes. I mean, that's what I think Rojas should do. What he will do, I don't know. Well, but... think about think about the position and think about the importance of that position. So you don't want to you don't want to you may not want to let's say put JD Davis in the in the seventh, eighth, and ninth inning because you may want to have a better defensive play in those innings. Oh right. And, and maybe have JD Davis start the game, get a couple of at bats, and, and then let uh, VR finish it off. That way you keep them, you keep both of them fresh, right? I'm thinking more starting, like more who starting. Starts. So, so yeah. you would probably start Davis. You probably start, start the hotter JD one. Davis. Right, if well, JD Davis is, oh, you, is having a bad streak because VR is is formidable. I mean, I I love VR. I mean, the, the guy one through nine innings. Don't get don't get don't get tricked with the bench mob stats. Don't get tricked because well, one through know, nine in the innings wise, he will save you runs. Uh, you know, I think but he's, I, I yeah. think JD Davis will score you more runs than VR will save. End of the day, but if if okay. JD Davis is not hot, put VR in it. You 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 know you're not going to lose. Let JD Davis ride a day or two in the bench, get his mind together, get him back in the lineup, and get that bat swinging again. Okay, well that that makes sense. That makes sense. So 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 then you bring in you bring in Guillaume, play some second base late late in the innings, late in the games. You know that way you give McNeil a little bit of rest, move Dominic Smith in, you give Pilar some outfield. Uh, you know, but uh, after that, you kind of, you know, you, you got to give Nemo rest because, you know, right, I don't believe that Nemo's a, a full-time starter. I don't know about you. What do you think about Nemo as a full-time starter? I think he's too brittle. Yeah, I mean, you know, his history has proved he's kind of a little bit brittle. Um, I, I think he, he should be, if I had to put a percentage on it, maybe 70%. I do not have an issue with PR out there running center field on the other 30%. Uh, the guy is a hustler. The guy is a warrior. And he's been pretty formidable with the glove at, at center field. Um, you know, not that Nimmo is a fantastic glove. It's just N Nimmo's table-setting ability is really, really what I think has s surged our offense to come alive since he came back during that Yankee series. It you know, does seem it does seem a bit more alive now now, now that Nimmo's at the top of the order. And but if he's not him, in, why not put Lindor up there? Because remember, you we okay that whole bunk conversation. Taking a step back, Lindor adapts to his position in the lineup because he is such an intelligent baseball player. If you put him at the top of the lineup, I think mentally he will approach the every pitch as a top of the lineup. Batter. I would put Lindor. I think he first, would do almost as good Alonzo as Nemo. Second, I would put Lindor first with Alonzo behind him. So Lindor gets some fastballs, gets his Tommy back. If he gets on base, then they have to throw fastballs to Big Pete, and Big Pete can mash. And then we'll you go got Conforto. Conforto, I'm gonna take Conforto. I'm gonna put Conforto third because guess what? I either put Conforto third, or I put him fourth. Okay. Because Historically, yes. But what about it, current? Because he's not batting. It, he's not batting as a third hitter. He's batting more as a who? Conforto. Six. Yeah. Uh, Conforto's been hitting pretty well since he came back. Has he? Because yeah, I, I, yeah, I feel like been, he hasn't. He's been he's been okay. So I I get I like Conforto's swing. It's where we miss producer swing. Joe with the stats. We do. We do. Producer Joe. What are you doing? Come on, man. Get your food and let's go. Get back in there behind the wall. Get us our stats. However, we don't got you today. 
we miss you, producer Joe. So when you take a guy like Conforto, you put him third, who are you going to bat fourth? You need a big bopper fourth. So I'm taking Smith. I'm putting Smith fourth, okay, because he can hit for average and he can drive the ball. And as soon as he started with stop with that old A thing that he's as soon as he started just driving the ball straight again, what happened? His average went up, his power numbers are going up. You know, after that, you could put you could put in JD Davis after Smith if you want to put in a righty. You could put in you could put in McNeil. Then you could put in McNet McMahon. McCann. I mean you're solid. Who has been four for thirty nine, six for thirty eight? I guess that's Conforto. So uh, Conforto's that- not doing well? No, to me, he hasn't been doing well. He's been um, – okay, I, it's not that I don't believe in Conforto. I think he can do it, but I think right now you don't want him in don't that top kind of position. Don't make me say charlatan. Don't make me say charlatan. Yeah, he's been playing like a charlatan. He <laughs> oh, has. I mean, geez. I don't think you want him in a third type of position. Well, you got like to get him started. You, if you're going to put uh, Pete second, and I don't mind that. We'll see what happens. I think you got to put Dom third because Dom is – you could be great. When Dom is hot, absolutely. There is nothing that gets past him. And he is starting to slowly get to that point. And Gary and Ronnie called it out on last night's game or the night before that, or there's two games yesterday. One of the two games yesterday that he is starting to look like he did last year, where nothing gets past him. And uh I, I have to agree, right. he's starting to really look good. Even in, it, it, it's reflective in his outfield play, too. He's starting to look well, really been, good all he's around. He's playing a lot better defense. I mean, he's getting to balls. He's diving into the stands and making catches. Okay, he's running You've in seen on that. He was sitting up on the ledge. And, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the kid, really the kid is working hard on his on his de- defense. There's one thing that I want to point out, and I'm glad you brought that up about Dominic Smith. I said someone should have taught that kid how to take strides because he runs like a little old man. I mean, his legs are moving pretty quick, but he's taking those little itty-bitty strides, you know. And the kid's like, what, about six feet. He needs to stretch those strides, man. He'll pick up at least another second easily. I've Dominic seen catchers. Smith, that's your free tip of the day. I think McCann is faster <laughs> than Dom Smith. But, he, might, uh, he might be. He might be. Dom Smith is a very intelligent baseball player, and um, – he has a He's, really good bat. I just hope that he is more consistent than streaky because if he can if he can play a whole second half similar to what he did last year in the sixty game season or whatever it was, we are going to be very pleasantly well, surprised. That goes that goes with every player on the team because they've all under, <laughs> yes, underwhelmed right. me in the first half. They have done nothing. Alonzo's done. I mean, they've done their share thing. Let me not say nothing. It's way way too outlandish to say that. However. It, 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 they haven't performed up to what they're capable of, you know? So, but just, oh, well, Joe is saying as he runs, there's a solid line in between the footsteps. There, there is a disgusting thing that these guys want to bring me in to talk about, but I don't want to talk about it because I do not want to. Okay. But Keith is going to say something as soon as I finish about Dominic oh. Smith and his friend. <laughs> No, that's what talking about. But he I'll bats wait. with two. He bats with two sticks, and the guy, once once both sticks are, are up, and he's hitting hard, there's no stopping him. Okay. I'm gonna keep going, Dad. Keep going. I'm gonna, I'm gonna let you like really. really I go. can't go without. Ahead. I can't without Joe's support. Because if Joe no, was I'm, on the show right now, listen, he would immediately pipe in. So. Joe is supporting you, and he'll be Thanks, sitting uh, sitting next to you, and uh, you'll both be behind the bars like you belong. 
So go ahead. One but, more. No, I'm going to. I hope you're not on mute again. <laughs> because I was talking about Dom Smith. And I didn't want you to hear about it. Um, no, let, if we, if He's I'm not so sure what's on your mind, but I'm thinking moving along <laughs> a little bit to our starting pitching situation. That's what I was going to say. Thank you. Okay, thank you. We'll talk about our starters. The Grom, what's there to say? He's the best. I mean, uh, he, oh, he's, no. He, he's First great. of all, he gave up two runs yesterday. He, he freaking sucks. We should he trade him. Suck. What do we even? He's what do we even have this guy on the team for? I know, it's a I joke. Know. Two they runs had, in one game. Hits. They had two hits and two runs. Uh, a joke. Like no, no. Six, seriously, I fire this dude. You don't. As a matter of fact, when he if he wants an extension, just DFA him. Let anybody trade pick him. him up. Trade him. Pay people trade to him. pitch for them. Trade him. Trade him oh, for a bag of broomsticks. Oh, so kidding skinny. aside, it is uh, <laughs> it is ridiculous how upset people get. And I have to say myself, when DeGrom gives up two runs, I am totally not used to it. It's odd for me. But I realize that giving up two runs in seven innings is an amazing start. <laughs> like, get over yourself, people. The then fact he had that 10 have... strikeouts, right? Then he have like right. The fact that you have a pitcher that's so amazing that if, gives, I mean, he, if he gives up two runs in seven innings, you're upset. That's something to celebrate. You can't, you, <laughs> you can't, you can't be upset about a, about a guy like that. Yeah, but the second guy coming behind him, Taiwan. We, we changed his name to Yaiwan Walker, dude. This guy's having an all-star campaign with us. We I mean, call it, him Padawan Walker because he's a he's a Jedi. Padawan. Oh, Jedi Walker. Okay, well, you know what, Skywalker, Skywalker from the Knicks. It there all fits go. together. Remember, he um, won a slam dunk, so he did. He did. Now, now this guy's having a really good year. How's he having a good year, Keith? I see him as a fastball slider, uh, uh, outside movement. He's had really great control. That's one thing I'll say. But a fastball slider guy with great control. Did you think that? he would uh, be able to uh, have such a good year for us? I didn't think he was going to be this far along and, and um, you know, in terms of how, how well he's pitching. I'm just putting a Frachi's comment. We'll get to that. Yeah, he won with snubbed. I, I didn't think he'd be this good, but uh, if you go back to the when we signed him, um, and I think we all agreed, we were all on the same page, but I, I can only definitely speak for myself where I love the signing because um, – he was a huge prospect with the Mariners. Um, he had some surgery. He came back a little bit the year before, which was last year with the shortened season. He looks sharp. Anytime you have a prospect that went through their Tommy John and all their elbow surgeries and everything else, um, you're in a good position because let me name one person who went through that situation. Um Oh, Jacob DeGrom. You know, when you have a player who was a top prospect, even though DeGrom was a shortstop, but they come back, they went through the surgery, um, they had a little bit of an off year, and then they come back strong. Typically, they only get stronger. You know, I, I did not Listen, think it was I, a bad game, gamble. Two years, 20 million. I mean, I think DeGrom is a one in a million type of talent, and I think Yaiwan Walker is following in his footsteps because this kid to be effective in, in the major leagues, you have to have control. You have to put the ball where you want it. If you can't do that, it doesn't matter what kind of fastball you throw because they, they're either going to let you walk them or, and they're going to hit you because they're going to know what's coming. 
So once you have that control established, you become a good pitcher, which in turn becomes our next pitcher, which is a control guy, a smaller guy who relies on sliders and movement and deception, another control guy. Walker was a godsend. You, you know what? I'm going to interrupt myself. Thank you. That was a fantastic quote right there, Mr. Terzio. He was a godsend compared to that other guy, Trevor Bauer, who's running into all sorts of bad stuff over there. Keith, I know you loved Trevor Bauer and you wanted him to come here. You were dying and you couldn't wait. And you couldn't wait to have him here. What do you think about what's going on with Trevor Bauer? We'll interrupt this real quick. Well, I'm not going to get too much into it because you know what? I'll I'll take this opportunity to throw a teaser out there. So in our pre-second half of the season, I want to discuss with my friends on the show, Rodriguez and Farachi, who we did not sign, who we did sign, and a little comparison between the two and where we are today and where we would be if those folks were on a team. And it's not just including – Bauer. Well, it's a us segment, right? Us so, segment. Okay. um, I am, I, you know, and Rodriguez is being facetious, uh, but facetious I, I did not fact. really want Bauer at all. I did not like him. I did not like his attitude. I thought he was overpriced. Um, and I thought he would be a detriment to the team based off of his cost and his attitude. Um, we got lucky, bro. We got lucky. We got because, very lucky. Now, if the Mets his, signed him, talent would I be been, mad at the Mets for it? No, I wouldn't have been mad at them. He's a talented guy when he plays. You know, he's a, he's a talented pitcher, and, and he can he can he can pitch in the majors. But he's but a little bit of a D. He's, he's a he's a he's a little bit of a big D, and this is showing because of uh, of his past D uh, aggression. So uh, anyway, Trevor Bauer. We're glad. Just like Luis Rojas said, they, he's glad that we signed Yaiwan Walker. But the good okay. news is, all you Dodger fans, you can get a Trevor Bauer bobblehead. Oh, wait. You can't. No, you can't. No, I'm <laughs> 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 oh, sorry. Oh, but you could go to Dodger Stadium and buy a Trevor Bauer jersey. Get oh, wait. Can't. No, you can't. can't. So the Dodgers. Sucks to be you. The Dodgers. That's kind of like, you know, like if you get locked up, you're a kid, you're like 17 years old, you do something completely stupid, kind of innocent, something and you your did. parents just go like this, rotten jail. That's kind of what the Dodgers just Pretty did to much. Power, well, and I love it. But the dude, problem is, well, and I kind of love something bad. He did something he, bad. He, no, Come well, on. I... I Come on. And it's until proven guilty, but where there's smoke, there's fire. There's you know two sides of that story. Um, there's three I, sides I, to the story. I, yeah, but the Dodgers either way are stuck with paying him, which also kind of makes me happy. I mean, wait, sorry, that's sad. Oh, oh my God, horrible, poor Bauer. Anyway, good luck, Bauer. We're gonna worry about our own pitching staff, okay? Because we got a guy that's uh, worth kind of worth the money this year that we're paying him. A uh, little guy, five foot eight, a uh, little pitcher from New York, Strowman. What do you think about the Strowman, man? I, I think I think he's done a fantastic, a really good job as a oh second, third starter yes. for us this year. The kid is amazing. He reminds me a lot of, I won't say, it's just somebody I know. It's just maybe one time during the season I'll get into that little teaser possibly, but he reminds me of somebody who is near and dear to me who is just – a hustler, a fighter, he gets out there Involved. and he comes on top because he has a determination to just overcome constantly. Every start he gets on that mound, 
you know, and there's people not in New York because New Yorkers pretty much are okay they sure with it. Would, Parachi. But people, people who, um, people who get a little upset with his, uh, you know, his. I guess the way he's just out there. He Listen, is. He is so ferocious. Why can't he be himself? Why can't he? Be I love himself? it. And I he's freaking not a love it, Rodriguez. He's not an evil it. guy. He, he, he doesn't is, do bad stuff. He promotes. No. He promotes uh, self awareness. He promotes, you know, uh, you know, self love. He promotes a lot of things. He's not. He, a, he doesn't every, seem like he's a bad kid. He takes every start so serious, and he should. He's a major league ball player. Did you see him the other day? I think it was when Peraza hit the home run. He came out of the dugout. He ran up and down the dugout, pumping he, his fist. He's that, a team I, guy, man. That's the type I, of guy that you want to play for with. It, you. you know, and if you're not okay. from New York. Well, not everybody. I can't, you know, you can't speak for everybody. Mm -hmm. Most people from New York will seriously appreciate that kind of passion. Exactly, exactly. And when you got guys like that, and then you, you, and then uh, unfortunately, you have other guys that you lose. You lose a guy like a David Peterson who who does show some passion, but you know, um, unfortunately, he's he's having a bad year. You lose, you lose your the guy that you that you thought would be a a, a big part of your rotation, uh, Lucchesi, and he was just coming around. He started pitching really well, Keith. Right. He was pitching he pretty well, and the next thing you know, he's done. Breaking news. Uh, it, somebody feels, there's, this is not an accusation or any <laughs> potential truth behind this, but somebody feels that Trevor Bauer may have assaulted a certain person's ex-wife on the subway the other day. Terzio's ex-wife got assaulted <laughs> again. Of course, of course it's all a joke. assaulted every other day for some yes. reason, that lady? I don't know. Is not it assault? Not that I'm big enough is to it make really any kind assault? of waves, but I, I don't need any emails from and cease and desist emails from anybody. We, it's a joke. We we do not. We do not. It was a joke yes. with Terzio's ex-wife. She's aware of the joke. Hopefully. <laughs> okay. So so we get so after after Strowman, who's a baller, after these guys that are hurt, you bring up a guy named Tyler McGill. Tyler McGillicuddy. Guys, guys come in, has been a stud. Has been ball to the walls. He he shows no fear. He shows a lot of determination. Um, he's he's done a pretty good job for us, the kid. What do you think about Ty Lore? What more can you ask in a fourth starter, Rodriguez? I mean, the guy has been going out there and just he's been grit. You know, he's, he's, been, been, he's been balling, man. What he's more been, can you say about he's that? He's been, been balling, like own. you said, and grit. Uh, what more do you want? He, from so he a stays fourth in the starter? he stays in the rotation till the end of the year. I what do you think. You know, it depends. Uh, right now, he I think he's secure as long as he's healthy. Uh, and it depends what happens. You know, you, you, there's well, a lot Corey, of things Corey coming Oswald. in the future. Corey Oswald just keeps blowing up the chances. He came in, he pitches pretty decent, and he goes out on the injured list. Yeah, he's like... I, I, he, I mean, he's like Jesus the, Christ, dude. He's like the first dump in the morning that smells the worst. <laughs> you know, you got to flush it and keep it moving. But And that's something <laughs> for you kids to remember. Corey Oswald is like the first dump in the morning. Yes, just the, the stinkiest dump. Yeah, that's, that's, get... that's what they say. Well, hopefully, hopefully, before we take that first dump in the morning, we have a guy like Carrasco coming back in a couple of weeks. Cookie, you, right? Because you want what, your what dump you to smell cookie, like cookies. You want your dump to smell like cookies. Absolutely. If it has to smell, it's got to smell like cookies. What kind of cookies? Chocolate chip? I like sugar cookies, but chocolate chip are good. Any type of cookie is good when it's fresh out of the oven, to be honest. Any type of cookie smell is better than shit smell. Remember that. Kids. My brother told said. Told to oh, you by Keith Lawrence. My brother said that sometimes he can also smell like White Castle farts coming out warm and stinking up the room. 
But you see what happens when I let you go on. <laughs> I let well. you have a little bit of freedom. You, you took a sip. I, I took advantage your... of your sip. <laughs> Wait, where'd Rodriguez go? Oh, I'm all alone. So, yeah, I'll wait until Rodriguez comes back. But uh, McGill, to me, is a really – he's a top-fourth starter. Um, I can't tell you how many teams in baseball – I mean, he's he pitches short. You get him for five innings. But I can't tell you how many teams in baseball would love to have a guy like McGill who holds teams kind of down to two runs or so, maybe three. Um, granted, the guy's only pitched, what, three times so far. So you've you got to give him a, a, a larger sample to really judge where he's at. But, oh, Rodriguez is waving at me. There you go. Good. I, I was flying on my own. <laughs> okay. I was I'm just sorry. saying uh, with McGill, you, you got to give him a larger sample. It's only been, what, like three starts. But he's been doing really well. Uh, and, you know, you you give him that fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh chance based off of those three starts. Uh, it's, 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 it's great, just- right? It's his demeanor on the mound that I like. It's it's the way he he seems to be battling the 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 facial expressions that he has, the body, the 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 way he the body, the way he emotes himself, the way the way he looks on the mound. He looks like he's confident and he and, and he believes he can be there. So I mean that's a, that's a lot. That's a lot to me as, as a former player, as a as an occasional player. It's a big deal to me when you have that type of heart. We have a special um, comment. From Uh-oh. Mia Rodriguez asking what we think about Uh-oh. the Brandon Nimmo situation. And I know we mentioned this a little <laughs> bit before, but just because we're honored by her question, wow. um, just real quick. I mean, I think Nimmo is a great leadoff hitter, but we have to limit his exposure just to keep him healthy. Right, Rodriguez, what do you think? I, I agree. I agree. Thank you for the question, Mia Rodriguez. We appreciate your question. And um Nemo can be a very special player for us if you just give him enough rest and don't wear him down too much. I think he'll be a a, a good player. So feel safe that Brendan Nemo will be on the Mets for for quite a bit longer. I agree. Okay. Thank you very much. So um, so we got Carrasco coming back, Cookie. Okay, and and it, hopefully he doesn't smell like the the bad type of cookie. <laughs> he comes he comes in and he wow. does, and, and he does his job. The tuna cookie comes in, does his job, throws that curveball, strikes people out. You know he'd be a great guy to have in the rotation. Maybe you have Noah Syndergaard coming back in in August September. Okay, but cause you know him, he's already trying to throw. They told him not to throw for six weeks. He's on the mound in four weeks throwing again. So. Noah Syndergaard. I'm not calling him that. I already messed up a few times. He's going to try to come back earlier than, uh, than, than later. What do you think about a guy like that? Do you do you let him come back and inspire the team and, and all that rah-rah stuff? Or do you try to curb him and say, listen, dude, you know we need you in the playoffs? Because he's at the end of the contract, right? Isn't he yep, a free agent yep. next year? He's a free agent next year. So is he going to? It's going to be a qualifying situation, I'm sure. I'm, I'm I'm hoping because the fans will go nuts if they if they let Noah Syndergaard go. So do do they? What do, it's it's up to him. What do they let him do? Do they do they let him come? He has to show himself a little bit, right? For his off, for his people, yeah, I think for his you're going to see money. him pitch limited this year. Um, I don't think he's going to be an impact. He's going to be helpful to kind of extend our rotation a little bit and rest our bullpen. Um, but it, it's going to be interesting because I think a lot of Noah's issues are Noah's issues. I don't think it's something like where he is, you know, 
it's it's a flaw, it's a fluke. I think Noah is not properly taking care of Noah. Like for example, all those big workout sessions he pulled a lot. All those, you know, he he is his own worst enemy. Uh, so hopefully through this experience where he had to sit out all this time, go through a major surgery, hopefully he, there's a maturity level in there where he don't go down kind of the dark night route and he takes his situation and uses it to propel himself into the next level. Well, all, you know? all he has to do, all he has to do is look to his right and he sees a six foot four, 190 pound guy that doesn't have the muscles, doesn't need the muscles, is loose as a goose. His, throw, and his throw biceps are as big as my wrist. Okay. Uh, dude, All right. And, and he's a beast. Guy, and, and that guy, that skinny guy, by the way, just eclipsed 1,500 strikeouts. Okay. The second fastest guy to ever get to that in, in, in the major leagues. He's at, what, at, he might be at 1,501, right, Keith? Because he, yeah, he had like, that, yeah. like, like 10. What, what do you think about our DeGrom? Our homegrown Metsy DeGrom. Give me your quick opinion on that, man. Fifteen hundred. The the guy's amazing, you know. And he's had he had such a beast start to this year, and it's so amazing how the fans really don't recognize that. They only recognize the fact that he has been human the last couple of starts. Mm -hmm. But his human level is beyond human to most pitchers. I am so grateful for him. Uh, without him, I don't think we'd be where we are. And I think that uh, I hope that he continues to continue his path continue to continue his path but anyway that kind of makes sense to me towards uh the end of the year so for example he said oh, when i was pitching against i think it was atlanta or whomever it was i decided to throw some 97 mile an hour pass fastballs and i realized it's like another pitch and now i throw it all the time and then when i want to dial it up i throw 101 and that was really what it looked like last That's night it looked amazing. like he knew he was on that 1500 precipice and he just decided to throw 101 again in the That's fourth true. or fifth inning He's he's the best he's there is beast. right now. He's the best there is. Okay, period. Hands down, the best there is. Okay. Now him having a young guy like that on uh, on our team, who's going to be talent, who's very talented. He's only thirty two years old, but he's a young thirty two. He's more like a twenty eight year old guy. So um, and you got another guy, Polar Bear, our first baseman, Pete Alonso, the guy who who's hopefully will be us for the next. Be with us for the next twenty yeah, years. Yeah, another person defending, complaining about defending Man. his title. He's only going to hit 30-plus home runs this year and bat 260 well, with 90 RBIs. Are you kidding me? We would kill for that in the past. We love we – That's love, a bad year? We love Alonzo, man. He's yes. A beast. He's a beast. He's going to be at the All-Star game defending his home run title, right? He, he He's the last champion because last year there was no All-Star game, so right. he's still the true champion. He's got to defend his title against seven other guys. Keith, I'm going to give you these seven other guys real, real quick. Real oh, they should have addressed it. You're right. We talked about that a million times. Noah Syndergaard, good luck. He, here's the guys that are playing there. Trevor Story. What do you think about him? I like Trevor Story. One to um, one to five. Uh, one through five chance of winning. One one is the best the best chance he has. It's really hard because isn't this year in Colorado? He is in Colorado. It's really hard, man. I mean, so, so um, I, I I am. For me personally, I think that I'm going to go ahead and pick our guy. You got, I, I well, think you Trevor got, Story, you got Trevor he's, Story. At, he's at home. Okay, you got Trevor Story. He's Otani. at home. He has a good chance. I'm going to pick him maybe number four. Okay, Trevor Story, Otani, Trey Mancini from the Orioles, Joey Gallo, 
Matt Olson, Salvador Perez, the catcher, Juan Soto from the Nationals. Those are the guys that are, that our guy is competing against. I think he can go against any of these guys in a home run contest. I'm gonna pick Otani number one. I'm gonna this, pick Alonzo number two. And I was just gonna say that to you, bro. The only Alonzo one that scares win. me is Otani because he's so big. That he's guy, inhuman. He's so big, man. Okay, Otani. Uh, you think Otani and Alonzo? I, and and if you look at the the rounds, that maybe they're trying to set it up that way. Thirty home runs and ninety RBIs. That's awful. Look at Farachi. Farachi's still chiming in with his baseball knowledge. Thank you, Farachi. We do appreciate that. And is he on mute again? Is he on mute again? I just said Farachi. Yes, I was. I said Farachi is <laughs> off today, but he still chimes in with and milk. Yeah, he's Mr. Poop and Milk. We love. That's one of the things we love about him. One of the things that we do love about him. Farachi's poop and milk. However. Are you it's still with his hair me? Keeps growing, with but he, he poops out. He poops it out. Yeah, I'm here. He, he, he poops it out of his hair. Oh, oh God. Okay, quick, quick, Keith. Are, are you hungry? Are you starving? Because you're saying crazy things. You know, I'm if good. you're so hungry, you should just go see our buddy, Pierlene. You yeah, should, that's true. You should just go. Oh wow, we're up. Wow, the game actually started. So let's hurry up and move through this. Stay with us. Because Will you just do the promo, do the promo, do the promo. Don't. I'm stalling because it takes me a minute to pull it up. So we want to talk about. We want to talk about Sterling's Paradise. Okay. Sterling's Paradise is an amazing place to go for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have daily lunch specials. You can check them out at 360 State Road Seven in Margate. If you need to know yum, yum. how to contact them, at seven five four two zero five two six three seven. It is a family-run business. Um, I don't have all the information in front of me on Sterling's Paradise, but I can tell you I personally know the folks who own Sterling's Paradise. Fantastic Caribbean food. Fantastic Caribbean Healthy, food. Flavorful, fantastic Haitian food. Fantastic uh, you, owners. You can order ahead of time people. for your breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, I mean, on the way to work, you can get something to eat. On the way you home. can order something for lunch, Get and then you can pick up dinner for the family on the way home oh at Sterling's Paradise. Paradise. Yes, where food is made by a family for your family. I just made that up. Not really, though. Daily lunch specials, again. <laughs> they're on 360 State Road 7. That's in Margate, Florida, 754-205-2637. For those of you who are not here in Florida, I invite you, when you do come down, to check out Sterling's Paradise again. It's three sixty State Road seven in Margate, Florida three seven five four two zero five two six three seven. And Rodriguez, myself, and um, what's the other guy's name? The ball guy, whatever his name is. All know. three of us can tell you that we know them personally. They are amazing people, and they cook from their heart. And you will never be disappointed. Sterling's Paradise. Check them out now. Check them out now. Go there. Get yourself some food and go home right now. And the Mets have four games against the Pirates. They play tonight at 7 o'clock. Tonight is uh, Yaiwan Walker, hopefully an all-star. Maybe he'll be pitching. Uh, he'll pitch himself into an all-star berth. Maybe the Grom will let him uh, will do something. Oh, no, the game was postponed. I forgot. Now I'm talking about nothing that's not going to happen. But anyway... We got four games against the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, <I won. laughs> Strowman, 
Tyler and Mr. TBD. I don't know who TBD is. It may be Farachi. Since he's doing everything, he might as well pitch a game for the Mets. <laughs> Why is he on mute again? <laughs> because what I said was completely inappropriate and you didn't want to hear it. <laughs> what are you cursing about now? Hurry up. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with the Mets? You think they're going to take three out of four, two out of four? What's going to happen with this? Series? It seems like every time we do a doubleheader, we like kind of mail it in for the second game. So um, I am really hoping. For, I was hoping for a sweep, but three out of four would be amazing. Amazing. It'll put us up. Three what, out of four. 40? We're at 10 games over 500. Yeah. So let, let's in, go. At the break. Yeah. We're, but either we're, way, we're three at out 10, of four. I think. I think we'd be at 10. Uh, if we go three out of four, if we sweep them, we're at 11 games over 500 heading into the playoffs in first place, God willing. That would be fantastic. I'm looking for three out of four from them. They have to put the pressure on them. Uh, even Farachi's chiming in saying three out of four. I hate agreeing with the kid, but he might be right. I- I'm looking at three out of four, especially if you got Yaiwan, uh, Stroman, and Tyler. You know, those three guys have been pitching really well. They can They can win three games. And uh, TBD or Robert Stock or, you know, Steve Faraci, who knows? Whoever can pitch the, la- the, the last game, maybe they'll give us a shot. So, however, let's not forget that even though they've been, they've been, they don't play that well, they're, lo- they've, they're like 32 and 54, the Mets are 45 and 38, you know, we should beat them, you know. Sometimes you need a little help, you know, and that's why we have Mr. Laris over here. With his uh, Fuakata of the week, you know, I don't know if he's gonna fuck at the oh, Pittsburgh. No, you I never got know. Fuakata and a half, know, but he needs to you know fuck at somebody. Okay, Pittsburgh's been hot, but what do they have? Thirty-two wins. I'm not even gonna waste my Fuakata on you, right? I want to waste uh, my Fuakata, not waste. Uh, I want to properly apply my Fuakata mm-hmm. to the folks who deserve it, and you're the Atlanta Braves <laughs> and the Washington Nats. <laughs> No, really. I mean, you guys are they're thinking not doing like, anything to you. <laughs> they're doing a lot to me. They're causing okay. me frustration. I mean, we should really be like six or seven games up, yeah, and you yeah. have the nerve to win some games. Who do you think you are? Fakata Braves and Fakata Nationals lose, lose, lose. Oh, the next four games or whatever amount of games you're playing, you suck it up. And then for the second half of the season, suck it up more. Fuakata for the rest of the season. Super Fuakata. We got we got sound effects this week. We got I did wind. sound effects, yeah. Lots of wind. Lots of wind in those Fuakata. Yeah, Looking Super Fuakata. Pretty... A Super Fuakata has a lot of wind. You're right. A it super does. Fuakata like has a, a lot of wind. <laughs> it's like a it's like a Keith Laris fart to the whole to the whole populace. The whole stadium gets fart. Congratulations, you've just been farted on by Keith Laris again. Well, listen, now that you've been farting on his people, what let, let's say we have to tie this up in a little bow, like uh, Farachi says, because we're running against the game here. So we have to – I know there's no game. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we've been, we've been off for a little bit. You guys uh, have been uh, very nice to stay on and watch us. Let's wrap this up. Let's talk about what you got going on for the week. What are your thoughts? Say goodbye to people. I want to give another Fakata. No more Fakatas. I just want to say, you know, like, it's been an amazing first half of the season. I hate the All-Star break. I despise the All-Star break. It's a 
bunch of games without my Mets playing. But I am also at the same time, also as contradicting as it is, grateful for it because we get to take a break. And uh, and I have no issue for the record with Degrom saying I am taking a break because the ultimate goal is to win a championship, not to pitch in an All Star game. I hope Mr. Cohen gives him that All Star bonus if there is one. Um, he makes a lot of money, so I really don't care. At the end of the day, I just want him healthy. <laughs> what I don't is want he him pitching. I want now. him pitching all the way through October. And I want to win a championship this year. So let's go, Mets. Uh, I hope we have a more amazing second half. And I hope every other team just dumps out. Let's go, Mets. Well, oh, fantastic. Thank you, Mr. Lars. Thank you for watching uh, episode 16, season four of the Put It In The Book show. We've had a pleasure today. It's been a, it's been a really uh, small show with just... Me and the uh, the big guy uh, over here, over there. Me and the big guy over here. We just had a lot of fun today. Uh, we Hopefully, we managed to entertain you somewhat. And uh, let's go Mets. The Grom's the greatest. Uh, blessings to all. Take care of yourselves. Be safe. Uh, Farachi, we're thinking of you. Uh, Producer Joe, love. See you later. We don't have the uh, closing credits so uh just imagine it in your head right <laughs> imagine it imagine all put it in the, the books people. folks let's go mats win three da, out of four baby put it in the books three out of four put it books yeah. <laughs> <laughs> turn it off what are you <laughs>